listening to the Mind Manual Podcast, Episode 20, The Seat of Our Psyche versus The Seat of Our Soul. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Manual. Today, I want to talk about the cave we have built for ourselves that we refer to as our comfort zone. It sounds like a lovely thing to have to seek the protection of this safe, comfortable zone. But I want to suggest that perhaps it's a prison we've unwittingly created for ourselves. Have you noticed how we feel more sure about the world when we can stay viewing it from a place of certainty in defining our position, our identity, beliefs, expectations, and participating in all the familiar patterns of our lives, our routines and habits and way of processing the world? We think it helps us to navigate our life and understand our place in it. But I want to take a look at it from a very different perspective. I believe this mental construct that we all have was born from the need to connect our mind and body with the spiritual element of our being in order to function as a human being in this 3D world. At the soul level, we have pure consciousness that cannot be disturbed or destroyed and therefore has nothing to fear. It is the essence of the divine source of energy of which we are all creations of and it ultimately is who we really are. But we are here as spiritual beings having a human experience. So in order to humanise the soul's journey in this world, we have the mind and its creation of the ego, which identifies us as being separate from everyone and everything. And to our physical senses, our sight, vision, taste, touch, smell, we are separate. The ego and the primal part of our brain has been designed to keep us safe. In reality, it's our false sense of self that we construct to ground our earthly characteristics and sense of identity in. So in order to get some definition around this for ourselves, relative to this earthly experience, we go and assign labels to everything and then value judgments about whether we want to accept or reject that particular thing. And so we begin to define ourselves from what we believe in, what we value, what we stand for, and what we do, what we have or don't have, how we behave, who we hang around, all the earthly components of what it means to be human. And they've become embedded into our identity. This is the ego's attempt to cloak our infinite being in a finite world where resources are limited and scarcity rules the day. We cling on to these mental constructs of who we think we are for fear we may lose ourselves. And to the ego, losing our sense of identity is akin to putting our survival into question. This is one of the reasons why it's so hard to change any of these elements that we use to define who we are. If it goes to the core of putting our identity into question, which is our false sense of self, the ego interprets this as equating it with its survival. It likes to be certain about these things, which is why we will go and defend what we believe in, what we value, what we stand for, and what we do, and what we have, 
to the hilt as if our life depends on it because to the psyche it does. This is why it feels so scary when someone steps in to challenge any of it. At the level of our mind, the ego is fighting for its life, even if it means to argue for our own limitations. If we have associated our identity with these limitations, then we will cling on to them even if they don't serve us. So in defending all of this, we build these walls around us in an attempt to protect what is ours and who we think we are. Whenever someone challenges any of it or they bump up against our walls, we go about rebuilding and repairing them in order to protect our sense of self. We keep all of this inside our walls by using our internal force to cling onto them and the resistance of the external walls to shield the external world from penetrating them. We think we are keeping the bad out by keeping the good in, except we have built a prison for ourselves. We block ourselves from the full experience of life and limit it to within our walls, our perception of it, based on our need to protect this false sense of self. We become self-absorbed in a self-centred view of the world based on our internal filters. We let what we believe in and filter everything else out. We shape our whole life around defending and protecting so we end up keeping most of life out in resistance and rejection of what is. We seek to control life, making it bend to fit inside our four walls, our prison, which looks like control, which is unbending and rigid as we attempt to manipulate everything to fit inside our small model of the world. We spend an exorbitant amount of energy and time in repairing and rebuilding our damaged walls in order to keep us safe in our cave and comfort zone. These walls begin to represent pain and resistance, pain in the damage they have suffered at the hands of others and resistance in standing rigid and fixed in blocking or keeping the things out. It is the price we pay for shutting most of life out. We keep people at a distance. We reject them and continually push to the side what doesn't line up with our box of context, inside our four walls, in how we think others should be, in what they should say or do. If they don't conform to the rules of our psyche, we perceive them as hurting us in having damaged our walls because they punch right through them whenever we encounter them. This form of psychological pain starts to shape our lives. It directs how we spend our time in repairing our walls, in restoring our identity, and ultimately what and who we let in to our safe space, our cave or our prison, depending on which perspective you choose. We put them up out of fear and to avoid pain, but at the same time we become a slave to this fear and pain trapped inside its walls. It's the difference between taking the thorn out or 
building layers of protection around it so that others don't cause us pain when they brush up against us. Our mind or our psyche integrates our soul and body into this human experience. And so we become trapped by the illusion that we are our thoughts. And whatever we think, we have to believe. Because if we didn't, then we would be putting our own identity into question. And so we have our psyche seated firmly inside our four walls, narrating to us the experiences of the world around us, offering thoughts, reasons, excuses and justifications to keep us safe, trapped inside our comfort zone or prison. It will pull on all these levers and whatever mechanism it needs to convince us to stay inside our cage. This is neuroses. The Oxford Dictionary defines neurosis as a mental condition that is not caused by organic disease involving symptoms of stress, depression, anxiety, obsessive behaviour, hypochondria, but not a radical loss of touch with reality. I like to think of these symptoms as tools our psyche uses to keep us inside the cave or prison where it is safe. Very well-meaning, but in pursuit of a single end to ensure our survival. We think that internal voice is who we are, but we are not our thoughts or our mind or our body. They are part of our earthly components, but not the essence of who we really are. Have you ever stopped to observe the internal thoughts that your psyche presents you with? How it loves to create drama and spin in the worry and stress of all the imaginings of what might happen if this and that? How it obsesses on the smallest of points and blows it up to be bigger than Mount Vesuvius? And when it doesn't know something, how it will just go and make stuff up. And we fall for it every time. If you were to go and voice every internal thought you have, you would see that in no time at all, it would fit the definition of a neurotic. And yet, here we are, listening and believing and identifying with all of it. In order to separate ourselves from this construct of the mind, it's helpful to remind ourselves of who we really are at the soul level, whatever that means to you, where our body is the lampshade, our mind the bulb, and the soul is the electricity or energy source. If we don't plug the lamp into the power source, there is no light and consequently no life. When we live more from this soul level, we are open to connect to everyone and everything. We relate to the infinite source of energy that we are made manifest from and we remain in connection with all its creation and its perfection, just as it is. We disconnect from identifying with the body and the psyche of the mind and open up to the unbounded and the infinite, which cannot be constrained or contained or disturbed in any way. This is where the seat of the soul can be found. At this level, we become the observer, which is pure consciousness. 
It doesn't judge or add mental labels. It doesn't need to defend or protect anything. It cannot be destroyed. So it is safe, whatever happens. The closest experience that we have of this is love. Love doesn't discriminate or impose conditions and is a constant source of energy and connection. It gives life to an otherwise dark and distant existence. The power of love can transform. It can heal, bring joy and light and connect us all. It cannot be constrained or contained or disturbed in any way. When we can open up to it and use it as a source of energy, it is ultimately life-sustaining. The more we operate from love, the closer we are to our source energy, the essence of who we really are. When we find ourselves caught up in the worry and stress and anxiety, the more attached we are to our mind and thoughts in this 3D world where the physical realm, our body, our possessions dominates our awareness. Fear, which reigns in the mental and physical realm, keeps us inside our four walls. Love, which is of the realm of our soul, releases us from that. It cannot be contained or limited in any way. When we start to identify and operate from this level, we truly set ourselves free, free from believing all of our thoughts, free from the fear of experiencing any emotion, free from all the self-imposed limitations that we put on ourselves, free from judgment and discrimination that we place on others, and ultimately free from the pain of our walls. All we are left with is the freedom to love and believe whatever lifts us up and whatever brings us joy, regardless of what anybody else is doing or not doing. The freedom to become the person, the human you want to be without the constraints of the false identity we create for ourselves. Begin each day in contemplation of this part of you, identifying with your soul and resting in love, the source energy of our being. Try to remain as the observer and witness your thoughts and the neurotic psyche trying to run the show and put you back inside your four walls and just smile and know that all is well, whatever happens. Look out in the world with this filter. Connect with this part of another, with the people you encounter and those you walk past in the streets. Make it your new daily practice until it dominates your psyche and awareness and become still while the world continues to spin in all its wonderful craziness. Have a beautiful, crazy day. We'll see you next time.